Welcome to Mental Health News Radio. I'm your host, Kristen Sunanta-Walker. Just what are we going to discuss? The intimacy that is mental health. Let's continue to make it as comfortable as discussing brain health or heart health. This show has been on the air for several years and we have amazing co-hosts. And then we created a network of podcasters on mentalhealthnewsradionetwork.com, a place where every possible facet of mental well-being can be talked about openly. My show, after several hundred interviews, the format is this. Intimate, deep, funny, touching, sometimes uncomfortable, but always vulnerable conversations with interesting people. The goal is to have you, our listening family, many of you who have become my good friends, feel as though you are listening in on private conversations. Thank you for tuning in and becoming part of this amazing journey with me and now with our network of podcasters. Just knowing this podcast might be helping any of you realize you are not alone on this journey called being a human being makes doing this podcast worth every second. Hi, everyone. I've got two awesome guests today. One of them is a new podcaster on the network, and you'll hear more about her in another show. And uh, a colleague, friend of hers that is joining us as, as well. And you know, I love to go off the beaten path when it comes to things like spirituality. So the, today's show is with the perfect people to do that. We're going to kind of frame this around irreverent spirituality or irreverent growth, whatever we want to call it. So Sarah, Roxanne, thank you for joining the show. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah, Thank you. Absolutely. So real quick, just so our listeners know who you are, just share a little bit about your background. Sarah, you go first. All right. Uh, my name is Sarah Buino. I am primarily a psychotherapist in the Chicagoland area and also have my podcast conversations with the wounded healer which I love that name. Yeah. <laughs> and Roxanne, how about you? Hi, I'm Roxanne McDonald. I have a podcast, Spiritual AF or whatever. And um, <laughs> I, that is from my Instagram account, spiritual underscore AF. I worked in substance abuse recovery for many years and now I'm a full-time writer. So Roxanne, I think it's funny that when I, Sarah was telling me about you, she mentioned your Instagram handle and I went, I'm pretty sure I already follow that. <laughs> and I did. <laughs> it's fantastic. So, so let's, you know, let's open up the conversation around, you know, what, what, what is irreverent spirituality or the need to, in my game, you know, or my way of thinking, get into what seems like a more for real down and dirty, authentic conversation about, about things like your spiritual health, mental health, et cetera. What do you guys think about that? Yeah. Well, my experience in, I grew up in church. My mom was extremely religious and, you know, going to church was very serious and religion was very serious and you were supposed to act like a lady. And I hated that idea of acting like a lady because fuck that shit. I can, I can cuss, right? Absolutely. Yes. Okay, good, great, good. Um, and so for me, I've always been, I've always kind of had a crass humor and I didn't really step into my spirituality until my parents died about, it's been about six years ago now. Mm. Um, and since then, I, I think 
you know, having my mom, like literally not on this earth anymore, kind of gave me permission to just be who I am in my spiritual self and incorporate my sassy, you know, dirty side as well. (laughs) So it's, for me, it's just authentic. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I I would never have, listen, I have bucked the whole, you know, behave like a lady, want to dress more like a little girl, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. I've, I have been bucking that since I was, you know, old enough to stand. So, Mm -hmm. uh, but (laughs) Roxanne, what about you? Why, why did you go in the direction that you've gone in? Have you always been sort of going in that direction or was it in reaction to a more traditional trajectory? Um, well, you know, I, I am lucky. I didn't grow up in a religion and I grew up, uh, in Santa Cruz, California, where there is a lot of alternative spiritualities. Um, most of my friends, parents growing up were like, you know, Wiccan part, you know, doing mm. solstice dances or, you know, meditation and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I actually came into spirituality when I, I got sober when I was 15 years old. Um, wow, and impressive. Yeah, I was really lucky. And then started becoming a seeker. And what I found was that there was this seriousness about spirituality and this like kind of lack of self-reflection about mm-hmm. like, if you're spiritual, then you talk like this and you're soft and there's only room for this. And I was this uh, rightfully angry punk rocker <laughs> who was both very um, in need of peace and in need of spiritual tools, but really not uh, drawn to the soft side of a lot of that stuff. And so I was lucky enough to find a group of people who started meditating together and then we, we would meditate together and then to go, go to punk rock shows <laughs> and, um, and then practice these spiritual principles while still engaging in our like grrr stuff. Um, right. And then as a, as somebody who, you know, grew up, I still don't, I don't, I'm not necessarily more angry, but I'm, I'm really playful. And I thought mm-hmm. I, I've seen that there are so many times where I'm at um, trainings or workshops or spiritual things. And then there's this group of people on the side who are kind of secretly being like, ah, poop jokes are funny. <laughs> would, I would be sitting over there. Yeah. Same, exactly. same. And, and so instead of continuing to be like, oh, well, we're just sneaking in here to just go, no, this, this, is, this is actually part of our, our jam and to make more mm-hmm. room for people like me. And that's what my, my platform was about, was about engaging both in the, the playfulness and irreverence of personal development and the seriousness that I don't think the playfulness takes away from the seriousness. Agreed. Agreed. You know, right. I would, I, I told this to Sarah and I would, I, I wanted to say this to you too. I get asked, um, not all the time, but I do get asked, Hey, will you create another podcast network? Cause you know, look at what's been able to be done with mental health, which, you know, everybody, when I first went on this train to make a mental health podcast network, people were like, <laughs> that is going to fail. And I'm not saying it's some grand success and I'm driving, you know, a BMW, I wouldn't anyway, but, um, but you know, (laughs) it, it is still going and it is, it, you know, we're, we have over 55 shows now, so it obviously it has legs, but I get asked to create other networks because I already have the foundation for it. And I'm like, you know, I, I don't care about doing a network about 
auto manufacturing. Like I don't, you know, mm-hmm. I, if I'm going to, I know how much work this is. Like I even have people calling me and trying to pick my brain um, as to how they can copy what I've done under the guise of, oh, we're going to, we want to be on the network. And I'm like, I know you just want a copy of my contract so you can go create your own network. Go ahead. Like you could have just asked me, great, have another mental health network. And I also know it's a lot of work and a lot of money, Mm -hmm. (laughs) a lot of time. And if you're going to do this, you better have perseverance under your wing. So all of that being said, when I talked to Sarah, I thought, you know what? I could do a spiritual podcast network. Like abs or, or, you know, not spiritual. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's not the right word. It doesn't even feel so much maybe like the right word, but I would be happy to do that because I love it. I love these topics. I love these kinds of conversations um, and having different shows about, examining all the all the different areas of of spirituality including the irreverent side of it would be fun for me you know yeah and one of the things i think that's so important about creating space for that is is giving permission you know like yes. roxanne saying we shouldn't be hiding in the corner you know saying Talking poop jokes, jokes to each other right <laughs> right but i the thing that i keep coming back to is that there's so much fear because of the way that our culture is shaped and and then different facets of the culture have these different you know prescriptions for how we're supposed to behave right and you know like the quote i think it is well-behaved women rarely make history you know well-behaved spiritual seekers rarely make history too so we should be able to say fuck and also you know whatever else we're we're practicing at the same time right right yeah, I totally agree. And and what's so funny, um, Roxanne, about hearing you say your piece with the punk part and everything, I was that too, or you know, anyone that knew me in high school and that that is listening, go ahead and laugh because I was obviously a wannabe, <laughs> total wannabe punker. But you know, I'm gonna be fifty in January. So I was that was the age group for me. It was when NXS came out, mm-hmm. Sex Pistols, it was with uh, circle jerks. I mean punk rock was my music thing. And what I found funny on my own spiritual journey was, uh, cause I didn't grow up religious at all. I started going to like, um, church of religious science, unity. Hmm. Um, what's the other one? Science of mind churches hmm. in eighth grade. Wow. And also I was around Scientology, which was, a, which is a whole other thing, but, but that's what I was around. So when I got to, when I moved to Oklahoma from Orange County, California, mm. culture shock, and I was invited to all these Christian, Christian, Christian churches, I actually thought like what you're saying, Roxanne, I showed up at those and went, is the, am I on candid camera? Like this can't be, mm. this cannot be real. Like, is this, is this for real? That's how I felt about it. I felt like it was so we just odd. The, the, yeah, even my son came in at five and said, yeah, I was just in Sunday school, mom. They told me I was born a sinner. Good job. Wow. <laughs> like, okay, we won't be coming back. <laughs> so anyway, I just, I, I think that this is more quote unquote mainstream than what we think. It's just that we still carry around with and by our own um, 
our own issues and the way we've been treated about what how we believe things, but also from society that we shouldn't talk the way that we actually do. But the right. reality is it's more mainstream than the opposite. Yes, I totally, I totally agree. It, though that there is a culture that tells us to straighten up and act right when we're being spiritual and for, for myself and how I've gone about developing my, my platform with the spiritual AF thing is that I will get people asking me, well, what's actually spiritual about this? This looks like personal development. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what could be more spiritual than yes. personal development? Yeah. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm like, if your spirituality doesn't go all the way to your feet, like meaning your actions, then it ain't shit. Yeah, right. And, and so that, mm-hmm. that about focusing on, does it make me kinder? Does it make me more compassionate? Am I, am I engaging in the world in a better way? Am I kinder to myself? So for me, I even sometimes will interchange the, just the word kindness for spirituality because mm-hmm. Because if I look at that, then it's less of this, uh, this kind of wobbly thing we have out there about thoughts right. and beliefs or something else and really about how we live our lives. Let me ask you this. And I, 100% totally, I'm, I'm, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, which I should never use that joke in mental health, but whatever. This is the, this is the spiritual <laughs> AF shows. <laughs> I'm not mad about it. <laughs> Um, I wanted to, I want to ask you both this. Okay. Looking at things from like the addiction recovery side of things and the mental health side of things, what I find interesting about the whole, uh, law of attraction stuff. And some of the things that I learned going to, uh, I lived on a commune for a while that was all new, new age type stuff. And I have such uh, what is it? Shakiness or wariness. And I'm kind of sick of hearing about how everything is supposed to be positive, positive, positive. And if you aren't just farting rainbows 24 mm-hmm. hours a day, it's because you didn't manifest enough. You didn't vibrate at the highest vibration up. Your chakras aren't aligned. Your, you know, all that. I believe that manifesting or of someone I'm actually going to meet with today calls it generating. I like that word way better generating. Um, I, I totally know that that's true, but I have a real problem with this spin shine on it of, because it doesn't align with mental health. It doesn't align with addiction recovery. So what do you guys think about that? Roxanne, you want to go first? I've got so much to say about this. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Like, shut up, Kristen. Your sentences are too long. Get to the freaking point so we can talk. I'm taking my earrings out right now. Right? (laughs) It's time to fight. Yeah. Um, you know, my take on this is that it's natural for us humans to want surety. And so we'll take mm. any tool and then uh, and apply it to the extreme, which then a really great tool then becomes a hindrance and an, an abuse. And so anything for that I've seen that is beneficial to me can be taken to the extreme and used poorly. And so for me, the idea about positive thinking, like I, I was blessed. I, I was starting to be trained in, in that, um, those practices really early on. And um, I really believe in them. I really totally believe in them and taken to the extreme, they're used as a bypass and as mm. a way to not be here. 
And that for me mm. is not about spirituality and that there's a way that then the, the discussion happens where then we take a, a positive tool, a, a tool that will benefit us. And then, you know, some it's taken to the extreme and then that's only where the discussion happens is where it doesn't work. And so, right. so for me, it's all, I, I'm, I was taught my, the, the person I do my podcast with Joe we say the word discernment so much that I was yes. like, we ban ourselves from this word or is it <laughs> that we are the discernment show because it's so much about that balance. It's about, mm -hmm. it's about looking at both sides. And so, so for, for me, that's, that's the word is discernment. Yeah. And I, I am so on board with that. And I would take that even further of not even looking at both sides, but just getting out of the binary altogether. Because so I've, I've been getting trained in this new model called neuroeffective relational model. And it really tries to, to recognize the habitual patterns that of, of reacting that we get into based on our, our, the way that we needed to survive early in life. And, you know, just, just an example, I had a client yesterday who was talking about um, being, being assaulted on the train physically, physically assaulted on the train. And, um, and and they, this person felt like their choice was either I fight or I say nothing. Mm -hmm. And we really stepped into, okay, well, what does it look like to actually, if you owned your power and then you made a choice from that rather than just reacting to what happened, what does that look like? And that's outside of the binary. And, and, and this person was like, oh, owning my power actually means, you know, I can say no and walk away. I don't have to create a scene. I don't have to fight this person. I don't have to do all these things. And that is, I think, I think the spiritual evolution that we're being called to right now is really to step out of the binary. And the thing, one of the things that I teach a lot about is self-compassion and I, I always put up a, a picture of Stuart Smalley, which I know us ladies of this age group will remember that and maybe the youngins don't, but you know, <laughs> you're good enough, you're smart enough and gosh darn it, people like you. That's not what self-compassion is. Self-compassion is, is being able to hold the pain and say you're worthy of love and belonging at the same time. It doesn't work if you just do the affirmation part because that's basically essentially it, like Roxanne said, bypassing, you're bypassing the pain and then you're judging yourself for having the pain. And I think not only does the judgment from other people become really toxic, but the judgment of ourselves. Absolutely. 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 I, there are at least 18 three minute little quotes that we could pull out of this and just put out on social media of what you guys both just said. Mm -hmm. How about the whole thing that's out there. I wonder what I'm going to talk about next. I wonder if I'm being too negative about it is where I'm coming from, from it. So I have a, uh, a cringe reaction to the whole Tony Robbins, even Oprah Winfrey, sometimes with her live your best life, that whole thing of go to these seminars about how you should, you know, that are done by extremely wealthy people, which seems to me like it's a model of, of them saying, I have all this abundance and I've actually mm -hmm. heard the speaker say, I have created all this abundance in my life and mm -hmm. I'm going to show you how to have that too. As if that's really what it's all about is that. And I don't, I don't mm -hmm. agree with that. So um, I'll tell you what I think after, but what do you guys think about that whole sort of movement that, that is super popular, makes a lot of money. It's a whole yeah. industry, billions of dollar industry. Yeah. Okay. Roxanne. No, oh. you go, Sarah. Me? Okay. <laughs> um, thank you. Um, I, 
I, I will never forget one of my first clients in private practice came to me, rattled through all of the self-help books that she had read and said, why isn't this working for me? And I think that's a perfect example of the, the person who becomes really vulnerable and um, can be really victimized by that, that sort of platform. You know, there, there's a, a thing that's been around Instagram for a while that I've seen that says, you know, did you, um, did you manifest it or was it white privilege? And oh my God. that, right? Like, and that has so much to do with, you know, once, it, and not everybody, not everybody's going to be famous, right? Like Tony Robbins and Oprah, not everybody's going to get to that level. And can't, is it even possible? I feel like, you know, unfortunately, when we don't have our basic needs met, self-actualization is further away. But I think that I, I know at least I can provide moments of self-actualization and space for self-actualization to come in. Um, and it's, I, I would never, ever make a promise to a client about I can, I can show you how to heal X, Y, Z because we don't know what a person's journey is. We don't know if, if that's what they're supposed to do in this lifetime. So yeah. yes. having a goal like that is, I, I find it incredibly irresponsible. It's part of the whole celebritizing of everything mm -hmm. that you're nothing unless you have all these followers or you have right. all this and all that. It's, it's, it's that. But anyway, Roxanne, your thoughts on that. I think it's just taken, it's something that is, is taken to the extreme. I, I, I like to just be kind. I like to stay focused on, and, uh, I'm not bad things are going to happen. That's like, mm -hmm. like I used to, I used to do groups where I would be like, okay, let's all just focus on that. Everything, that, everything and everyone you love is going to die. Yeah. And you're going to ha have heartbreak and mm -hmm. you're going to have uh you're gonna have devastation and you're gonna fail yep and that doesn't mean that you did something wrong or that you weren't in quote god's will yep um and so with that being said i think that there is a way that we are easily that without any without any help my brain will go to worry negativity fear shame and 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 that doesn't take work and mm -hmm. so with that being so easily accessible, I do want to work towards having more access to, uh, to um, self-soothing and kindness and compassion and, um, and, and a, a type of faith that, that for me, the type of faith is that I am a safe place to have my heart broken. I'm a safe yeah. place for people to have their heart broken and, um, and then to be open to things happening that I think are awful, but that actually are creating more space for me to be more kind. Mm -hmm. That being said, the playful stuff about being like, can I manifest a better place to live is actually teaching tools to then yep. apply to yep. that you have no control over. I think though that we have to really watch that with being responsible human beings looking at systems that we're not in control of the system mm -hmm. that we're growing up in. So when people would tell me that when I came from you know, extreme trauma as a kid and, and generational poverty and that, you, you know, you can be anything and do anything. And then they were putting me on the same timeline as someone who grew up with people talking about Shakespeare around them, yeah. right? feeding them every day was, uh, was ridiculous and harmful. So, uh, but I, I also like, I think good. about like one of my, one of my mantras <laughs> is just pee pee poo poo cockadiarrhea. <laughs> 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 
Yep. I just, I just like it. saying the words, you know, it yes. just feels good. It rolls off the tongue yeah. in a wonderful, crisp way. <laughs> <laughs> well, just to be like, there's shit. It's there's shit in the world. And then, you know, bless the mess and bless like our necessity to mm -hmm. have to go and learn and all of that stuff. Yeah, exactly. I, I, you know, I always say, look, you know, great. Instagram is, is interesting and social media is interesting and it's, it did not great things because of how we use it and also right. how people who created it started to make money from it, but mm -hmm. you don't have to use it those ways if you're awake. And so, you know, I, if I go on Instagram and I go look at some movie stars profile and start to think, Oh my God, I'm so much less than I've, I didn't, I don't live that life because I don't have whatever special sauce they have um, that allows them to dance, sing, act, play a violin and look absolutely gorgeous, blah, blah, blah. You know, whatever it is that you can sit and compare yourself over. I could be full of shit. But now I tell myself, you know what? Um, my soul was not, did not need to come here to be Kristen in order to be a celebrity. Maybe I did that in another right. way. I experienced that. My soul is here to do what I'm supposed to do to grow. So comparing myself to some other soul is just a waste of time. It's, it's part of staying in an illness. Yeah. Unhelpful. Yeah. And I just want to really shout out to Roxanne when it comes to social media and authenticity and how to use a platform with grace and integrity. Roxanne fucking nails it. And I see her propping up other people. Like there's a, there's a dog in Chicago that I follow that I love live in La Vida Jack. And so I sent it to Roxanne and Roxanne was like, I want this dog to be famous. Why? Just because she wants to help people. That's yes. it. It's only, it's only out of the goodness of her heart. And I think the more people that we can follow who are doing social media in that way, yes. in an authentic way, then our feeds don't hurt us. Our feeds actually lift us up. Yes. Very true. I, I would say Thank amen, you. but I don't want anyone to align me with, um, with <laughs> something that only says amen. Uh, not that I have anything wrong with that, but right. But yeah, I mean, that, it's very true. I mean, the old, the, in doing a, a film, uh, like a sort of a docu-series, or actually I was told that what it's called is a self-contained format hybrid, this hmm. film lingo, about mental health. It's interesting. The minute you introduce film into something, egos can get out of control. People mm -hmm. who normally mm -hmm. would be really... Mm -hmm you know, calm and Zen and whatever the ego comes in because it's film. It's been really interesting to watch that. And I have to keep saying to people that are involved, not everybody, but some people that get involved, that is not why I'm doing this. Right. I literally am doing it for one reason and one reason only. It's another platform that reaches people who maybe don't listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's the all. I don't care if it gets picked up by Netflix or HBO or I don't care about any of that. I didn't do my network or my podcast for any of that. I just want to get out there and, and help other people feel like they're okay in this thing called the human race, which sucks a lot of the time. Right. Yeah. I though 
I want to challenge that just a little yeah, bit. Yeah, go for it. Please do. I think um, being a feminist, which is, I think, spiritual. Um, <laughs> Agreed. Me, just like I, I did a social media platform because one for that really heartfelt there's that that end of the heartfelt reason is that I I stopped working with young people and that they I wanted to be able to continue offering this brand of positivity and depth, um, and I do I want I when somebody writes me and says that something I posted or my vulnerability as has assisted them through difficult times or has assisted them in making positive changes I'm excited and right. I cry about it a lot. The other part though is that we are told often that we. Um, especially as people who grew up being female, is that um, we do, we need to, ambition needs to be about altruism and not just because I fucking wanted to do it. And, mm. and for me, I'm a writer and I am, I am, I am looking at social media as a way to really make my dreams come true of being involved in this thing that I've loved my whole life. So looking at, I am creating a life of being a writer because I love myself and it's my dream ah, and mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. get to do social media because, and I, because of that and that I, I, I'm not writing my memoir so that other people who hurt can feel better or that they can have a, a connection with another human being, especially for me where I got blessed to, to have health and wellness. Yes, that's part of it. But the under part of it is that I get to write that book and, and publish it and promote it because I fucking want to. And that yeah. is, and, and mm. so that, and I just, I, I just want to put that out there because there's a way that we get squashed with this and especially spirituality that just to be going, I want to have this conversation and maybe it's not going to help anybody else, but my heart's desire is put there out of mercy for my soul. Mm. I love how you just put that. That's so perfect. And the challenge for me is stop making yourself small all the time. Like (laughs) what the hell, Kristen? I mean, that seriously, that's in front of my face a lot lately. It's been in front of my face forever, but, um, but it's really in front of my face. Um, lately the, would you stop it? It's like, yeah, you, you, as I've worked on so many of my, um, early childhood trauma and then, you know, the trauma that you create because you're reacting to your early childhood trauma (laughs) as an Mm -hmm. adult (laughs) Um, and, you know, living a more awake conscious life and not always having toxic people come in and all that. Right. Uh, That's, that's a, that's a hang up for me is just standing up and being like, I want to do this because I fucking want to do it. Yeah. And all these other things. So that's, I love that. Thank you. Yeah. I, I really relate to that idea too of, you know, I, I was always told I was selfish. And so that's the thing I'm trying to avoid. But part of what I know my gift on this planet is, is to be in front of groups of people because I don't have any fear about that. And I, I've learned a lot and, and do have exciting things that I want to tell other people and balancing that feeling that I have the right to do that with this is my divine purpose. And also I don't want to appear as a narcissist. It's so, it's so hard for me. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. The whole, I don't want to appear as a narcissist thing. I, I, mm-hmm. I say that I'll say, Oh, that sounds grandiose. And I, mm-hmm. and I, as I'm saying it, I'm like, why that's also me making myself small. Right. Hmm. And, yeah. and for me, I'm like, am I, 
Am I willing to love myself even if I am arrogant? Stephen, what if I am? What if, what if my voice is, is lovable? Mm. And- <laughs> my mind just exploded. I have nothing else to say. I just want to just about like, I've, I didn't put my face on my social media platform for years. I barely, people mm. didn't know if I, what, who I was at all. And then as I started leaning more into, I get to do this and this is me and, and, and I'm building something and putting myself out there. And then I wanted to hide and go like, Oh, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to portray this person that I think I should be, which is that mm. I don't, I'm not vain and I don't care. And that right. all this stuff, it's once again, that perception of that person that is, is okay to be a person who speaks about spirituality and wellness. And then when I, or just being polished, like I tried to, when I started doing videos, I tried to do the polish thing and I failed miserably. (laughs) And then I didn't, it didn't come off well. And then it didn't work until I actually put up all of my fails. And then I, my engagement went up, people, you know, people commented on me when I was like screaming, Mm -hmm. fuck, fuck, why can't I do this? And like (laughs) freaking out. And to just put it up there too, about like, I, I'm, I'm fine with being somebody who's like struggling with aging or really Mm -hmm. whatever, all this stuff. I'm in, in our, am I, can I let other people be lovable when they're in the midst of that too? Or that it, maybe it's not, there's nothing wrong with you is the question I ask a lot. Right. Mm -hmm. It's such a kinder way to walk through life with yourself, who is the one person that walks with you your entire life. So mm-hmm. Being mm-hmm. kind to yourself is, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's specifically proven. If you're, if you're hanging out with somebody who's being an asshole to you all the time, you're probably yeah. gonna be an asshole to somebody else. So just being kind to ourselves, it's like, if I'm hanging out with me all the time, like I will, I, if I'm nicer to myself, I'm going to be nicer to other people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's a public service. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Such a good point. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> my mind is blowing up too. And I have nothing to say after all that too. <laughs> and I'm having to really go, okay, Kristen, stop with like, I'll get asked to speak at an event. Uh, Cause I just am myself. I'm very much mm-hmm. myself. Uh, when I get up on stage, I have been forever and then I'll, as I get asked to do another one, I'll go, okay, but let's bring another person to do it with me. Mm. I'm not enough. I do it all the time. I just, wow. did, I just got asked to speak at something and I brought three other people with me. Mm. Not because I'm nervous about speaking or that I don't think I'm good at it. I know I'm good at it or they wouldn't have asked me to come, but like, I'm not enough. Mm. I got to have these other people there because people won't, whatever it is, imposter syndrome, whatever. So mm. that's. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Very, very interesting. Well, obviously we could do tons more (laughs) discussions around this, but last question for both of you is it walking in the world of being so much kinder to yourself and also dealing with very raw, real things like addiction and mental health issues, trauma, what have you, how do you, how do you see 
the direction of where our society is today? And I know that's a big question for <laughs> right. Left, but just a couple <laughs> of snippets on with what we've got going on out there in the world, what we've got going on in spiritual realms and also religious realms, just a few things that you see Roxanne as uh, with your platform, with people that write in and you see Sarah as a counselor. Mm-hmm. Um, you first. Yeah. I, I tend, so I'll just say that for my well-being right now, I have gotten much smaller in what I am paying attention to. So I'm practicing really paying attention to my smaller community and not going global right now because okay. I got really up. I, I, I was having a hard time doing the things I'm needing to do and, and staying there. So I will, I just want to preface that with that. I will say that social media can be extremely ugly mm-hmm. and see a part of society that you really don't actually usually see. Um, I always say that like, it never, oh yeah, whatever. People are showing their ass on there. It's like they're, 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 exposing themselves in a way that we wouldn't normally if we were just interacting in a in in a different way without the internet and there's this massive amount of just kindness people are going out of their way to be kind to each other far Mm -hmm. more than the ugliness Um, and then just to look at when i you know to just look at the world is actually getting more less violent we're less violent than we've ever been in in history um, but we're way more um, in touch with what's going on globally. So it seems like we are going backwards, but what, what's happening is we're more aware. Um, and so I think just to balance those two things of going, we are now expanding into making po- more positive change happen because we are uh, aware of how horrific things are uh, thousands of miles away from us. And then the past we weren't. Right. Love that. I, I agree with that too. And, and also I think what I see a lot is pain. You know, a lot of people are, are hurting right now. And I feel like regardless of, of what side of the political aisle people identify on, the collective anxiety of this country got raised a hundredfold since Trump was elected. We saw quite an uptick in our intakes right after that happened. And the vibration that's going on right now is really intense. And I think people who are really sensitive to that are are having a hard time regulating. Um, and then, like Roxanne said, the the things, the negativity that gets acted out, it's really all acted out of of experiencing that pain and being afraid of that pain. But but I, I agree with her too that there are a lot of people trying to help each other right now. And I, my personal goal is just to try to be, be in my own integrity and, and, you know, I guess model that for the people who may look up to me and and look at my platform. And that's, that's just all that I can do. I, you know, I really, I'm so always, (laughs) I'm such a control freak. And I really, I say all the time and my husband just laughs, like if I ran the world, it would be so much better. And maybe it would, and maybe it wouldn't. And I'm I'm trying so hard to let go of that. Um, because I, I can't, I can't run the world and I can't make everybody be nice to each other, but I get to see it a lot and I get to do it a lot and I get to receive kindness a lot. So most days I have hope. I'll leave it, leave it at that. 
Good, 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 good. Uh, yeah, I know for me uh, doing this network, because I, I was always do, designing databases and things like that. So obviously, you know, that's very structured and precise and so on. And then I start this network and like uh, before I started the network, if there was anything misspelled on my website for my consulting company, I would have been mortified. Mm -hmm. I start this, it involves a lot of other people, their spelling issues. I don't have, Mm -hmm. I don't have the care or the funding to go pay somebody to correct the amount of content that comes on our (laughs) network site. Oh, I bet. I'm like, you know what? I am walking around and if there is egg on my face all day long, every day, because there are some serious dust bunnies in the corner of my company, that's freaking okay. Because guess what? That is how life is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just modeling Mm -hmm. with my company, how it really freaking is out there anyway. Right. (laughs) You know? So it's been a, such an exercise in just letting go of that control, but God, yeah, it, it's difficult. So, okay, fantastic. Sarah, tell our listeners where they can find out more about you. www.headhearttherapy.com is the practice website. Head Heart Therapy is, is the name of my practice in Chicago and the podcast is there. You can also follow me on Instagram at headhearttherapy. And if you search for conversations with a wounded healer, you should find it on most uh, podcast apps. Absolutely. And of course, listener, she, her show just got added to the network. So you can also find her by going to mentalhealthnewsradionetwork.com. Roxanne, please share where they can find you. Um, If you're on Instagram, you can find me at spiritual underscore AF. You can also find me on Facebook under that. Um, My podcast is spiritual AF or whatever, and it is anywhere that you get podcasts. Um, And then you can also just search my name, uh, Roxanne McDonald, R-O-X-A-N, like a chemical Roxanne. Uh, <laughs> and find all my websites that way. I've got a few. <laughs> I can't stop. <laughs> I know. I'm same here. Thank you both so much. I hope this is the beginning of more um, awesome conversations about this, where we can curse freely and talk about farts. So. <laughs> Thank you so much, Chris. Yay! <laughs> Thank you, listeners, for Thank tuning you. in. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Mental Health News Radio. Sometimes I'm passive aggressive, but never without good intentions. I heat up and act on my emotions. Thanks so much for listening to Mental Health News Radio. Our podcast can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, and hundreds of other podcast apps or you can visit our website at mentalhealthnewsradio.com. If you have a question or would like to be a guest, become a podcaster on our network, or join the amazing organizations that help keep us on the air, please email us at info at mhnrnetwork.com. Get ready for that special goodbye from our resident therapy dog, Miles, and a special thanks to Emily Sohn for letting us use her incredible song, Cordial, for our podcast music. Listen to the full song on SoundCloud at emily.sonne. Don't be surprised when I don't hate on you. After all we promised, we'd be cordial. Good boy.